Football season has arrived. Coming up on today's show, we cover strategies to help you score in retirement. We'll touch on the latest financial news and more. Stay tuned. Don't want to miss the opening kickoff. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Hi there. Welcome on into the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and here to help you take charge of your money. Ben Koval, Matt Leibarger with us every Sunday at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I want to thank you for joining us. And a little bit about Ben and Matt. They are fiduciaries, which by law have to have the best interest of their clients. And all the things we talk about on the show each week, we know these things are really important to you folks listening. Because as you moved into retirement, you need to know about retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, asset protection, long-term care, and so much more. So let's bring the guys in. Ben, Matt, how you doing today? Doing great. Hey, Gary. All right. It's football. You guys excited about football season? I know. Oh, I yeah. yeah. That's why we want to talk about it this time. Exactly. We're going to talk about it in this show. And no, yeah. we're not going to turn it into a sports talk segment, although we could. And we I could. Would, we probably I'd actually will love that. Wouldn't you guys love that? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's have a change. I don't think anyone needs to yeah. learn about financial. Yeah. Let's have that on the sideline. Yeah. yeah okay. Let's, yeah. We'll, we'll, work, we'll, we'll work through that. All right. So when you got momentum in a football game, it's time to keep going and get into the end zone. These wise words of NFL legendary coach Vince Lombardi still apply today not just to football money can and should have momentum too now whether you're a diehard Seattle Seahawks fan you know the 12th man casual viewer I'd rather watch the bachelor on Monday night than a football game there are parallels that can be drawn from football and retirement planning consider this the huddle because today we're breaking down how you can build a Super Bowl winning retirement plan I like that a lot well you know the most exciting part to watch a football game, let's face it, is the offense. So let's talk about the offense. we got some offensive tips from you guys, right? Yeah. So the first one, offensive tip number one, understand your goal or income in retirement. If anyone's listened to our show multiple times, you know that we go through a very specific way on how we retirement plan. The first one's always income planning. If the income doesn't work, then the retirement doesn't work. So you need to know what is your end goal here? What are we trying to do? And, and what's the amount that's going to work for you in retirement? Uh, now, this is somewhat difficult to come up with because you've never been retired before in all likelihood. So how much do you need an income? Well, I don't know. What what does that normally look like, right? And that's one of the common questions that Matt and I get, right, is how much is enough? And it's so subjective. You know, we've got some clients that can live off of $40,000 a year, other clients that are feeling they're in poverty at $200,000 a year. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all so specific to you. But first, you need to identify what is that income goal? What type of hobbies are you planning on doing? What type of travel? What What's that all going to look like? And that's going to be crucial as the first part of retirement plan. Yeah, and, and and that really goes in the office of tip number two as well. Like when planning that income, I I, I talk about the budget word, right? I do this all the time with clients. And, and I like to ask clients to think of what they need and what they want. And so sometimes I'll go through this exercise where I'll have my clients make somewhat a two-part budget. You know, how, how much do you need to make sure you never have to go back to work again? Yeah. Right. You've walked out and you're never walking back in. Uh, but that might mean that that's worst case scenario. You're eating some PB and J and some, some rice cakes. So then I look and say, okay, we don't just want you to be done with work. We want you to thrive in your retirement. So let's look at now, now that you know what you need, let's look at what you would want. And, and often the, uh, the income ends up somewhere in between there. So that budget really helps with the income planning. Well, it also determines your retirement dates or how much you need to save for retirement. So that's, that's a crucial element of it. Mm -hmm. The next tip that we've got is learn about the different investment vehicles. Now this sounds 
easy and it sounds obvious, but sometimes it's really difficult to get impartial advice on the investment vehicles. So I'll give you an example. If you're talking to a stock picker, someone who just does stocks, that, that's it. And they are talking to you about treasuries or bonds or annuities or equity CDs or whatever it is, then they're going to have a very specific opinion on that because their business is based around stocks, yeah, not around those other investments. On the flip side of this, if you're talking to a banker, you're talking to an insurance salesman, then they're going to have a very specific opinion on CDs and annuities. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to conflict with what your long-term strategy is. So make sure when you're getting advice for these investment vehicles that you're talking to someone completely independent from the advice that they're that they're offering you. Right? Yeah. Don't go to a running back and ask them, okay, what pass play should we do here? That, you know, they're going to say, "Give me the ball." Yeah, of course. And, and you know, sometimes that makes sense. If you're on the one yard line in the Super Bowl in 2015, give oh, the yeah. ball to Marshawn. I remember that. <laughs> so there's times where that's very appropriate strategy. There's also times where it's fourth and 30 and no, we can't give you the ball. Yeah. You know, we, we, we need to try and get some yardage here. So make sure that you're getting objective advice. Well, and the objective advice about the different investment vehicles is so important because, I mean, that leads into our offensive tip number four. And that is that what you want to do in retirement is diversify among asset allocations. So not just not just that stock picker that says, okay, we have you diversified. What does that mean? Well, all your money's not in Microsoft. We have, you know, multiple stocks. Right. Yeah, but that's still one asset allocation. So, you know, you might need some government vehicles, some bank vehicles, some insurance vehicles, some, you know, good stock planning, really all of it. So you have to diversify amongst all the asset allocations. And that's the key to working with somebody who is independent and doesn't have a pony in the show. Somebody who can really look and say, yeah, uh, we sell in place everything, whatever's best for you, and so that's that's what the in you know the uh, the learning about is in order to diversify. Yeah, no, every play hail mary. Don't <laughs> let's structure different play calls here. Yeah, and the last one is you build your wealth, uh, compound that wealth. Make sure that you're invested for the right time horizons, and so invest as much as you can how you can and make sure that you're looking at tax savings on it going into Roth and IRAs and, and other, you know, other specific areas of tax strategies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, thank you for that painful memory is wonderful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Marshawn>. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the show is sound path to retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate with me, Ben Colville, Matt Liberger with us each week at this time. Thank you for joining us. I want to give you the phone number to get on the calendar, get yourself all set up with a uh, more confident plan to retire, comprehensive plan, no cost, no obligation, eight, 877-249-6900. They're standing by at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, 877-249-6900. Here's your bonus tip. The Secure 2.0 Act has increased the catch-up provisions for folks 50 and older. We're going to call this the hurry-up offense. All right, let's get to the defense, really important defense. Yeah, let's look at defensive play number one. It has to do with preventing any gaps in your plan. It's one thing if you look from a football perspective and say, hey, we have a great quarterback but you have no one around around that person, or we have a great, you know, strong safety, but no other defense, right? You have to look and see where the gaps in your plan are and defend against that. So uh, for us, I would look at clients to sit down and say, look, look at this investment I have. Look how wonderful it's done for me. And I look and say, yeah, that's really good. Let's look at the areas in your plan that aren't. And so I think some people just want to focus on their wins and no one really wants to sit and look and say, where, 
what where are the weaknesses what could blindside me side me and, and what what do i need to build up so that's something we talk about well a lot of times there's both income and tax gaps in retirement planning yeah so an income gap is an example of you retire at 62 plan to take social security at 70. well that's an income gap it needs to be covered through asset base uh, or a sale of a rental or a pension or you know any number of things can create an income gap that needs to be planned for the tax gap is the one that's typically left on the sideline well, no one wants to talk about taxes. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's not that nobody wants to talk about taxes. Nobody wants to take responsibility for taxes. Yeah. You know, your CPA is the one that does the taxes every year, but it's your financial advisor that should be the one that creates the strategy. Mm-hmm. I, I always explain it in, in football terms because that's, that's how I am. But the financial advisor is the, is the coach. The financial advisor is the one that calls the plays on the field. Mm-hmm. Then you might have your investments are the quarterback. You might have a CPA as the running back. You might have your attorney as a tight end. So everybody that actually executes that play is going to be important, but it's the financial advisor that should be the holistically viewing how that play is going to uh, function and what the goal is and how do we audible and change as time goes on. So if your financial advisor isn't going to be connecting you with the tax side of it, that's, that's a, a big problem. And also uh, one other thing on a defensive play is make sure that you create an effective emergency fund. Mm -hmm. Now, emergency funds are different when you're retired than when you're working. When you're working, you typically look at three to six months worth of wages. At retirement, you have access to all of your funds in all likelihood. So you don't need to bridge the gap. What you need to do is cover for emergencies, cover for car accidents or Uh, roof repairs, whatever it is. But really what this all comes down to, whether you're talking offensive tips or defensive tips, it's all about better answers around how to formulate your strategy, what your plan needs to look like and how it can last for as long as you do, how it can get into the end zone, how we can make sure that we're winning. And that's where I tend to find that financial advisors need to get better answers to their clients. There needs to be more comprehensive, more, more thought in the answers as opposed to a pie chart and 60% stocks, 40% bonds. And that's what we do is that we give better answers. We sit down and we'll go through your specific situation. What are you most at risk at and where could you find uh, you know, better investments, better tools to be able to make your goals meet the best that they possibly can? So we always leave 10 spots open for clients as they're listening to the show here. If you want to come in, have a completely complimentary meeting with Matt or myself. It can be remote or in person in Bellevue or Mount Lake Terrace. Shoot us a call. We'd love to sit down with you, talk about your situation, how we can potentially help. Now, if you call and you get sent a voicemail, leave a message. We typically get a handful of calls during these uh, during these shows. So make sure you leave a message. We'll give you a call back as soon as we possibly can, but we'd love to see you. All right. Great advice, Ben. Our goal at the show here is to help you make the best decisions. So any questions about what we're talking about, how it may apply to your own situation, just pick up the phone. Nothing changes till you do that. 877-249-6900. Get yourself all set up with a comprehensive plan. No cost, no obligation, a more confident plan for your retirement. Stress-free, peace of mind. It's what you want. 877-249-6900. All right, we're going to take a short break. Back with more of Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben and Matt. What's up next, guys? As we continue to draw the similarities between the game of football and your finances, we'll dive into the X's and O's of your playbook to and through retirement. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. 
I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, here to help you take charge of your money. It's Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. A little bit about Ben and Matt. They are both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction. When you are looking for a financial advisor, Seahawks, 9-8 and eight last year, lost in the wild card. You think uh, Geno Smith and team is going to have a good season? I mean, I know you guys are optimistic, right? Well, we're a better team than we were last year. Yeah. I, I, I see nothing but upside. Yeah. I think we're going to be good. All right. Well, talk to me in, uh, I don't know, January. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. There are many lessons football teaches us about other areas in life, particularly our finances, and uh, sometimes the two overlap now. The NBA, uh, HBO hit series Hard Knocks follows the story of different teams in the NFL during training camp. Carl Desmond, former defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, even spoke to his former teammate, Miles Garrett, about financial advisors. Let's hear what he had to say. We got a lot of money right now, right? This is the easiest equation to make you rich. You have a million dollars, and after seven years of getting 10% on that money every single year, okay, you're making money off of it, you're gonna double it after seven years. So you double your money every seven years for 42 years, you get 64 times your original money. So you got a million dollars, you can end up with $64 million by the time you retire. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you heard uh, Miles Garrett was obviously impressed with it. That uh, was necessary to beep him out uh, a couple of times or bleep him out. So what, what do you guys think on his comments, about his comments? You know, uh, well, you know, the, the, the bleeps were my favorite part. I mean, this is coming from a player for the Cleveland Browns. Right, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure we'd have better advice from a Seahawk. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Absolutely. No question. Yeah, it's still good advice. It, it is good advice, but I'm still wondering. It if, sounds weird coming from a Cleveland Browns I'm, player. I'm, I'm still wondering if Gary can just get us one of our favorite players on the show next week. Yeah, yeah I'll let's, try. Let's, I'm let's working just get on Bobby that. in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. The point is, I I love hearing people talk to you know talk about finances and think this through. Investing, Uh, the the classic saying is you know someone wins the lottery and they go broke soon afterwards. Or sports players, you know, they end their career and and what have they done with all their their money? So having somebody think about investing and the returns on those investments and doing the math. This is key for anyone who's listening to our show and you happen to not be in that red zone or be retired that, you know, the people that Ben and I normally work with. If you're younger, this is what you ought to be thinking about. Uh, I love it when people sit down with us and after a life of working and investing, you realize that they have thought about it. It makes our jobs a lot easier. So I, I think that's key. Yeah, it's yeah. the uh, the beauty of compound interest. I guess that would have a lot to do with it, don't you think? I'm sure. Well, and and having enough vision and, and you know, like Matt said, it's, it's very common. I mean, I, I watched, a, I think it was 30 for 30 talking about how frequently professional athletes go broke after their playing oh, yeah. years. And you, you look at how do you get a hundred million dollars over a 10 year career and then go bankrupt yeah. on it. <laughs> and, and, and it's, it can happen to anybody. And that's why it's called the lottery effect. Right. Someone who doesn't know how to manage money is given a ton of money. What happens? Well, they blow it. Right. They, Absolutely. And then they get used to a lifestyle they can't maintain. This is a big deal when it comes to estate conversations. How do your kids receive the money? If you leave them a couple million dollars, do they have the same work ethic that you have? Do they have the same uh, determination and the same ability to manage those funds or finances that you did? If not, there might be a conversation around a trust that's necessary. Now, that's kind of on the side note. But when it comes to the financial uh, conversation around the long term, it really needs to come down to trusting the structure that you end up having in place. Uh, make sure that you've built into your plan a generous amount of inflation protection, an understanding of tax implications and longevity. Go Going to age 100, for example, just to make sure you're not going to outlive your money. 
And the other thing to keep in mind here is when we're talking about trusting the plan is that you also need to be able to see what that plan might change to in the future. For example, if you are married, you have filed your taxes joint and inevitably someone's going to pass away. Not a fun conversation. When that does happen, it's typically not two people at the same time. It's usually one of the spouses goes first. And when that does happen, there might be a lost pension. There might be, well, there definitely will be a lost social security. And then you'll also be jumping into the single tax filing status. So make sure that when you do have a plan that you've looked through, that you're not just looking at how do I, you know, I'm going to draw 4% from my assets every year and I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't, that's not specific enough. You need to make sure that you've listed out what these things are going to look like for the long run. All right. Also need to trust your coach as we continue along the, uh, the football theme conversation, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the greatest compliments I received, you know, here not too long ago was somebody who I was meeting with and, and just said, you know, I've become really disenfranchised with my current advisor. They're, they're new to coming and seeing me. And, you know, not to uh, mock any old advisors, but the feedback I got said, hey, Matt, we've been sitting down and we've been talking taxes and trust, like Ben just brought up, maybe reasons for a trust. We've been talking, uh, you know, income. We've been talking asset diversification from, you know, actual different asset allocations and what those mean. So I haven't received any of this information from the past. And so I think the key to a good head coach is somebody who has played on both sides of the ball or, I mean, obviously the head coach has to have a good understanding of both. No, no it all i mean they have offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators and special teams coaches but that head coach has his head wrapped around the entire game yeah. and so you need a coach that sees all angles they don't have to be the jack or the the the, the master of any key thing but they need to kind of be the jack of all trades mm -hmm. and so uh yeah get a coach that uh, can walk you through the diversification and trust that coach yeah the show is sound path to retirement great advice i'm gary nolan your consumer advocate with me ben Koval, matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time Thank you for joining us, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Here's that phone number. Get on the calendar. Get yourself all set up with a comprehensive plan. No cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Great coaches. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Vince Lombardi, Bart Starr, uh, Joe Montana, Bill Walsh. Can we throw Pete Carroll and, and, and Russell Wilson in there? I think we can. Don't you think? Legendary coach quarterback combinations there. Yeah, I've, I've got nothing against Russ Leaven. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. He did a, a great service for us in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on now. That's just mean. That's just mean. That's, oh, true. I, I, mean. I like the guy. And I, I hope he has success. But, All right. How you about know, really what it, come, yeah, what it comes ahead, down guys. to yeah. here when, when we're talking about overall uh, plans is also how it changes as you get down that field. You know, when you're 20 years old and you're on the 20 yard line, you've got a lot of options for how you can invest your funds and you've got a lot of wiggle room. I mean, you've got 80 yards to get to the end there. So you've got a lot of open space that you can work with. At the point that you're in the, you're at the 20 yard line, you're getting close to retirement, you're at the 15 yard line, you have the back of the end zone that's starting to build you build and bunker you in mm -hmm. your play options are limited. And you need to make sure that you invest accordingly. And the way you do that is going through a specialized retirement planning session, making sure you're talking to somebody who knows that space very, very well. Yeah. When you've got advisors that deal with clients in their 20s, they usually go pie chart and they say, look, ride the waves. When the market goes down, just hold it. You know, just, just ride it through. You're going to be fine. It's really difficult to have that same philosophy when you are 60 years old and the market goes down 30%. You know, hold it, ride it through. You'll be good in the long run. Well, I'm retiring. I, I, I can't take multiple 30% hits. Yeah. And we saw that in 2000 to 2010, where the 2000 hit came, markets recovered at the end of 2002. 
And then 2008 came and hit again. And so you had massive loss in the stock market between 2000 to 2008. And now a lot of clients had to get back in the workforce because they were scared. They were scared that the that they weren't going to be able to stay retired. Yeah. And that end, end red zone game was not up to where it needed to be. Yeah, I, I have a, a friend who he's in his, I guess he's in his early 30s now. Uh, I keep thinking of him in his 20s. But he always says, I, I don't care if the market goes down. I don't care about bad years. I'll, I'll buy the dip. Like, I'll just throw more money in. And all I ever hear him say, I should get him a T-shirt that just says, buy the dip. Yeah. Buy the dip, buy the dip. And you look at a, at a retiree and they're going, no, you don't understand. I can't buy the dip. I have no more. I'm not contributing. Yeah. I'm not buying anything. I'm now distributing, divesting back to myself and paying myself. It's a whole different strategy. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the other thing I would say is be careful of armchair quarterbacks. Um, you know, the brother-in-law, the coworker, <laughs> the neighbor who's not a professional by any stretch. The guy in the corner of the bar. The, the guy in the corner of the bar or the bartender. Yeah. Um, you know, they always want to dole out advice and – I'll, I'll just say this, you know, the armchair quarterbacks, there's a reason why they aren't Pete Carroll. They're not on the field. Uh, they're not calling the plays. They're, they're not the actual players either. Um, they're in their armchair because well, they have a lot of good ideas, but they're not somebody that's going to really run a team. So be careful of that, you know, this and so many other things. If, if you're hearing this and you enjoy football, it's a fun talk, or this is just simply something that's bringing up questions you've had in terms of retirement planning. Uh, maybe you've heard things like buy the dip. Maybe you've heard people talk about trust, but you don't know what they are or what they're for. If what we're saying strikes a chord in you and you want to have a conversation about yourself, your family, where you're at, talk about what you've been through, uh, you know, through 2022 and what you hope to get to by the time you retire, whether you're already retired or you're in that five to 10 year window, you know, that red zone right before, you know, give us a call. Ben and I always leave 10 spots open every week on our calendars to meet with our listeners. So give us a call. If you do calls, you're going to get a copy of Ben's book uh, on retirement planning. It's going to give you a good insight into his mind and our mind here at SoundPath. And we're going to sit down and we're going to take a look at what you have, listen to you, and uh, make some good game plans for where we need to go. All right, great advice, Matt. Here's that number, 877-249-6900. First step, sit down with a financial coach. Sit down with Ben and Matt and his team, and maybe what we've been talking about resonates with you. We hope it does, and you feel the need to get that second opinion. You want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals, very important risk tolerance we talk about. Just pick up the phone. Nothing changes until you do that, 877-249-6900. Get yourself all set up with that comprehensive plan, no cost. No obligation, a more confident plan to retire. 877-249-6900. And that's the end of the first half. <laughs> Back with more <laughs> of Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What do you guys have up for me next? Now, coming up, we bring the latest financial news from inflation wrecking havoc on retirement portfolios to interest rates. What can you do to improve your position on the financial football field? Stick around. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, back with us to help you take charge of your money. Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, and we thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us. Your Sunday morning right here, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. A little bit about Ben and Matt. I mentioned this earlier because it's really important. They are fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. That really is a very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. And the things we talk about on the show each week, 
These things we know that you, our listeners, are really interested in because you need to know about life insurance, long-term care strategies, tax minimization. A big topic comes up all the time is Social Security. I mean, that, that's a giant topic, when to take it, when not to take it, how to maximize it, and so much more. All right, so here we go. It has been almost a year since the Inflation Reduction Act. How's that working out? Uh, but interest rates remain high. Gas prices, goods and services, and credit card debt continues to grow. Gas prices have gone up 30 cents in the last three months. And this has led to, uh, you know, of course, to lead folks to, you know, making hardship withdrawals from your 401k. Now, we know that's probably something you should really try to avoid as a last resort. We'll talk about that as well in this segment, too. Now, since the second quarter, there's been a 35% increase in the number of folks borrowing uh, money from their retirement accounts. Never a good idea, guys. Uh, yeah, very rarely. You know, in 2020, they ended up opening it up and making it much easier to take 401k withdrawals as COVID was coming in. And I get why. Uh, as a financial advisor, I wasn't thrilled about it. A lot of times when people borrow against 401ks, it never gets borrowed. It never gets paid back. There's an interest charge that you end up paying yourself into. But all that's doing is hamstringing you for the future, not having those assets compounding and growing, especially since 2020, the markets have done done well. You know, Last year was rough, but this year has been great. And so uh, borrowing against retirement money should be one of the last options that you've got. And it shouldn't be for vacations. It should be for what we, we, you know, emergency. We have to draw for it or else, you know, we're in the poor house. Well, then, you know, your back's against a wall. But make sure that that those decisions are done uh, with enough proper uh, vision involved. Yeah, it, I, I read a, a stat that kind of blew my mind, but just because these numbers sound so huge, you know, the, in, in the last 10 months, the U.S. has borrowed $1.6 trillion. I was just thinking, I mean, trillion, it's hard to wrap your head around that. Uh, but the key here is with a $220 billion deficit, and, uh, you know, and that deficit was in the month of July alone. Now, a, a lot of people don't understand debt and deficit, right? I mean, you, you, you can, I mean, a deficit is just how, how do you climb back out of that when you're going that that far in? I mean, Ben, I've heard you talk at one of the local colleges just on the history of the U.S. and how far we keep going down. How do you climb back out of that? Well, it's scary for it's scary for people like my parents, my grandparents, when they look at the U.S. economy and how that affects them. Well, it's interesting when you look at the you know difference between debt and deficit. So if you've got a mortgage and you're paying four thousand dollars a month in that mortgage. You're in debt, but you're not in deficit. You can pay that mortgage. If you can't pay $4,000 a month, then you are in debt and you are in deficit. Mm -hmm. And so which one for a regular individual out there in the world, which one's worse, being in debt or being in deficit? Yeah, deficit. Deficit. That means you can't pay your debt. Yeah, and if you continually not pay your debt, you lose your house. <laughs> you, you know, you go bankrupt. You, mm -hmm. you lose a lot of stuff. And so the fact that we've got the government running at such a high deficit yeah and it has been for a while you know it, it's it's rough and and there's been a lot of politicking about it uh, and a lot of finger pointing as they're trying to pass budgets and there are certain members of congress that don't want to pass a budget that doesn't balance and there's other members of congress that don't care about a balanced budget mm -hmm. and so they're pointing at each other saying well they're the reason why you know the government might be going into a lockdown no they're the reason because they're not passing it well they're the reason because they're not putting in together a yeah you know it, balanced budget sheet and so it makes it really difficult. And this conversation is interesting as we kind of go sideways into what taxes are likely going to be doing. Mm -hmm. If we run a deficit, you have to cover it somehow. 
You know, we don't have enough in tax revenue to cover the deficit yet, but it's going to have to eventually. Yeah. And so when people ask me, where do you think taxes are going to go? I try not to laugh. They're, they're going up. They mm-hmm. have to go up, especially when you look at what's being pushed by younger generations. We're getting more social type programs, not less. Younger generations want Medicare for all. They want college to be free. You know, they, they want green initiatives. And, and not that any one of these are good or bad, just that they all cost money. Sure. And so if we're already running a deficit and we're going to add these things to it, yeah. that that's a problem, especially when we've got issues with Social Security and Medicare as it currently sits, let alone expanding it. Yeah, uh, I just look at taxes. I mean, I have a lot of people talking about the new um, capital gains in Washington, Washington State. You know, we're looking yeah. at ways of increasing taxes and, and will capital gains overall raise in the future? Is there a reason to rebalance, you know, and reset the cost uh, basis now? The, these are investment conversations we have because of that. Um, but, you know, talking about people that are scared of what this looks like, you know, I, I read another poll, CNN poll, 51% of those polled by a recent CNN poll reported that they fear the economic situation is going to get worse. Like people kind of have a negative, at least more than half the country has a negative outlook. Better than it was last year. (laughs) Last year, significantly more people thought it was going to be negative. Yeah. Uh, The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time. It's important to give the phone number to get on the calendar for Ben and Matt. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. I'm going to play a clip for you guys. Now, Steve Forms uh, chimed in on the health of the economy, uh, field conditions, and kick things off with a very interesting analogy. I'll get your comments on the other side. Well, the economy is suffering from the uh, economic equivalent of walking pneumonia. Uh, some parts are doing okay, but other parts are not. And when you have the headwinds out there, the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates again. They still believe you fight inflation by depressing the economy, making people poorer. You've got companies are coping, especially a lot of commercial entities, coping with a lot of uh, debt that's coming due. They have to renegotiate interest rates. Uh, consumer debt is rising. Interest rates on mortgages are starting to inch up again. So you look at that scene and you wonder, where's the real push going to come from? Yeah, the government can spend money, but where do they get it from? From the American people. Yeah, just the point that you guys are making. So it sounds like Mr. Yeah. Forbes is of that 51% of that CNN poll, I would say. Huh? <laughs> right. Well, and, it, you know, this also goes to the, to the fickle nature of our economy. When last year we saw polls showing 70% of Americans thought that the economy was going to get worse. Yeah, so you're seeing 51 as a as an improvement. It's an improvement, but it's because look at what the market's done. But to uh, to Forbes' credit here is he's 100% right about the walking pneumonia thing. There are some areas, some sectors that are doing great this year. There are other sectors that just aren't. And this it was more prevalent in like 2020. When we had the Zooms of the world, the Microsofts, the Amazons, while well, everybody was in COVID lockdown, of course, they did very, very well. They, everybody was buying things off Amazon, contactless delivery, right? And then all meetings through Zoom. But majority of stocks were not doing great during that year. Yeah. And so it's it's an interesting balance that we have. And then the interest rates thing, uh, yeah, that, that, that's been the Fed strategy is let's just keep raising interest rates, shock the market to get to the point where we have inflation under control, then we can start to lower them. It's the Paul Volcker way of managing inflation, which it worked. In Paul Volcker's uh, tenure mm-hmm. as the Fed chairman in the 80s, he ended up bringing the rates back down by doing that. The issue is that we're in a much 
different type of scenario than back then. Uh, back then, we had unemployment rates through the roof. So we already had people that were out of business, out of jobs, and he had to shock the market to do it. And he did it really fast. I mean, if you look at what mortgage rates were in the early 80s, they were you know, 12, 13, 14%. It was ridiculously high. And now the scenario that we have running with inflation now is all self-inflicted. It all points back down to 2020. You know, when COVID hit, Fed didn't know if COVID was going to kill everybody or nobody. There, there was an unknown. But what they were scared of was a run on the stock market, sure. is people panicking and then just selling for whatever they can sell for. So they ended up dumping tons of money into the market for liquidity purposes so people can sell what they want to sell without it being restricted. And then there's things like the Paycheck Protection Program, which don't get me started on that. Yeah. I mean, we had congressmen who passed this thing who were saying, oh, my business is affected by COVID. I need a million dollar loan that I'll never have to pay back. Mm-hmm. How in the world is a congressman's business affected by COVID? Yeah, It, it wasn't. So fraud all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it led to significantly more money for too few of goods with supply chain shutting down in China. And so that's what caused our inflation. And the way to, to pull it back is to directly reach in and grab money and remove it from the economy. As opposed the feds, instead of the feds saying we made a mistake and this is how we fix it, they said we're going to fix it by just shocking the market and raising interest rates. I want to play another clip for you guys. Fox and Friends crew uh, discussed the increasing hardship withdrawals from 401ks we talked about earlier. Now, Steve Ducey uh, followed up uh, to share his thoughts on the realities of taking money from a retirement account. And uh, Ansley Earhart uh, chimed in too. Here's the, here's the clip about the hardship withdrawals of your 401k. Keep in mind, if you are in a situation where you need to take money out of your 401k retirement account mm-hmm. before there's you're 59 penalty. and a half, absolutely, there's a penalty and all sorts of, you got to jump through a lot of hoops. It's, but that goes to show you the desperation. Yeah, there's a penalty flag on that one, right? Penalty flag on that well, play. So what do you guys think? Always, even with the hardship, is still, it's even more hardship because you still have taxation and other issues that are coming into place. Yeah, and, and the closer you are to, to that retirement, Retirement. Like we talk about the retirement uh, red zone, right? You know, you're five, 10 years out. That's that's the last place that you want a penalty flag thrown. You know, you, you think of your in football, you are in the red zone, right? And you have a flag thrown that pushes you back 10 yards in the opposite direction of the end zone. It's not what you want. And uh, that's, that's the same thing that happens, you know, financially speaking, when you're close and you choose to, to pull from your 401k. Well, and really what this all comes down to is is a need for a true understanding, Mm -hmm. understanding what we're doing, why we're doing it, where it's coming from, not guesswork. And that's my biggest pet peeve in the financial industry is that a lot of times advisors rely too much on guesswork on Monte Carlos as opposed to, well, let's actually look at protected principled vehicles for structuring income. Let's look at manageable time horizons for growth. Let's look at uh, your health. Let's look at your longevity. Let's look at social security. All of these individually create what is a comprehensive plan. And it all comes down to how do you put the pieces together and if you don't know the pieces then you can't put it all together so uh true understanding is really what what we offer here as we go through our retirement planning process so again as matt was talking about earlier we always offer 10 spots to our listeners to come in have a free review of where you are get a true understanding of what fees are you paying I had some clients come in the other week and they were astonished to find they were paying $40,000 worth of advisor fees every year, $40,000. And that's what a lot of percent management advisors do is that they try and, and you know grab all of your funds, put it in one place so they can charge you a percent management fee. Fees should always be hourly rate as an advisor. Well, for the most part, there are some exceptions, but 
That's what we do is hourly rate fees. So if you want a true understanding of what your fees are, of where you are, what you're missing, and how close you are to that red zone, call us, get on our on our schedule, and, and we'll talk about it completely complimentary. If you get sent to voicemail, leave a message. We'll call you back as soon as we can. All right. The number is 877-249-6900. Your chance to benefit from a comprehensive, personalized retirement plan. No cost, no obligation. Now, we still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And again, as I remind everybody, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. Nothing changes till you pick up the phone. 877-249-6900. And that's the end of the third quarter. Back with more of Ben and Matt and Sound Path to Retirement in just a moment. What do you guys have up for me next? We need to take a break, but when we return, we'll jump into some questions from our listeners. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koble and Matt Lieberger. I want to thank you for joining us. A little bit about Ben and Matt. They are fiduciaries, which means by law, have to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. And so glad you can join us Sunday morning, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. And as we mentioned earlier, we know that you listeners, you have a lot of things on your mind when it comes to retirement. Because you need to know about wealth accumulation, asset protection, long-term care strategies, life insurance, and so much more. So we're going to bring Ben and Matt back in. We're going to handle some uh, questions from our listeners that came into us. You, you guys want me to give you the two-minute warning on when we're <laughs> – you want a two-minute <laughs> warning? Well, Always helpful. Okay, I figured. All right, let's get to Ann and Kirkland. I'm a divorced mother of two who will turn 59 next month. My 28- and 21-year-old children live with me. Now, one's a senior in college. The other is working part-time. I intend to retire at the age at the end of next year. I have $15,000 in credit card debt, and while I'm due a pension as a state employee, I fear my mortgage payments, debt, and household expenses will make retirement impossible. What do you think I should do first? What do you have for Ann? Well, Ann, thanks for the question. Um, it, it might seem obvious since Ben and I are financial advisors, but the first thing I would say is sit down with the financial advisor. Uh, the reason being is you have a lot of moving parts here. Uh, and, and and we would need a lot more information to give you specifics. Uh, first of all, congrats on looking at retirement. Um, you know, second of all, you're looking at your, you mentioned credit card debt. I think you said 15,000. Uh, you talked about a pension you've got, but you, your fear has to do with your mortgage payments, your debt, your household expenses. Well, you're thinking the right way. You're looking at a budget. You're looking at your household expenses and all your debt. And, and that's key. The key to retirement or living life in general is having more coming in than you have going out, right? So that you can actually survive. Well, I'd, I'd want to know about your mortgage. It's not necessarily the mortgage payment. Uh, that's important. Uh, also, I want to know about the interest you have on the mortgage, how much longer you have to pay that off, and what plans can we plan around that? Uh, I'd love to know. I mean, you have that $15,000 in credit card debt. That is something we would talk about. Uh, at the same time, household expenses. You have two children in their 20s living with you that will change your house that will affect your household expenses now compared to if and when they move out so these are all parts of the conversation we would need to have it's not about retirement being impossible it just takes a plan lifestyle plan income plan mm -hmm. well and there's also good debt and bad debt and credit card debt is bad debt yeah and by and large you want that gone before you retire mm -hmm. so if you're prioritizing mortgage 
don't pay off your mortgage early, especially since you probably have a low interest rate compared to what we've got CDs even earning right now. Uh, but make sure that that credit card debt is as close to zero as possible. Yeah, I know what it, yeah, I know what it's like. I have two grandkids living with me, so I know it, it happens and things happen and <laughs> life happens. So, you know, sometimes uh, I'm glad Ann's able to help out her children. But uh, I'm moving in with Gary next yeah, month. So. Coming, yeah, come yeah. on over. We, you know, uh, bring some food with you, but please. <laughs> but anyway, and thank you for your uh, question. We know it is difficult out there for a lot of young uh, folks these days. Uh, Leslie, in North Bend, I want to move my 401k into an IRA. Then I want to cash out a portion of these funds. What kind of IRA would allow me to do this? And what are the tax implications? Well, the the simple answer is moving it to any IRA would allow you to to draw it out. I mean, you could draw it out from your 401k as well, assuming your age, assuming that you're, you're over 59 and a half. But the bigger question is why? So when 401ks, first off, are typically lower fees than IRA investment equivalents, they're designed that way. The downside of 401ks, though, is that you have limited investment options, you might have 12 to 20 investment choices that you can make in that 401k. Most times when people are moving money from a 401k to an IRA, it's because they want some other investment that your 401k can't invest in. And in that case, that's perfectly fine. But if we're looking at moving to an IRA to cash out, as you said, a portion of it, I would want to know why. If you're still working, this is, you know, we're talking hardship type stuff. Let's not do that. Let's look at other, other solutions here. If you're looking at it for income, well, make sure that you're investing in a way that's going to structure consistency of that income. Now, the tax implications is that it's going to be taxed as income to you. So whatever number you take out is going to be taxed as income. And if you're younger than 59 and a half, then you're also going to have a 10% penalty on the withdrawal as well that the IRS ends up uh, implementing. Another thing to keep in mind is a lot of 401ks allow what's called the rule of 55, meaning that you can draw directly from your 401k to your bank account, pay taxes on it, but have no penalty as long as you're over 55 years old. So not 59 and a half. 55. So you might be actually limiting some of your um, availability of these funds by rolling it into an IRA. There's actually been a lot of push here recently on advisors recommending 401k rollovers to IRAs. Typically, it's because they get more money for what they manage in an IRA, right? And so, you know, make sure that if this advice is coming from an advisor, it's coming for your best interest, not necessarily because the advisor wants to charge more on your funds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's looking for more choices. We know that there's there's hundreds and hundreds of more choices in an IRA as opposed to a 401k. But if it's a hardship situation, rather than do that and, you know, pay taxes and cash out, maybe she'd want to consider a a loan from her 401k to do that too, right? Absolutely. All right. The show is Sound Path for Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Do it now while we're doing the show. And by the way, if uh, you get voicemail, just uh, leave a message. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. 877-249-6900. Again, the show is Sound Path for Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. All right. Get to uh, some more questions here. Uh, Morty in Queen Anne. I have a fee-based advisor for my mutual fund portfolio. The current value is about $60,000. Now, I'm averaging about three hundred twenty in fees per quarter, which amounts to just over 2% in annual fees. Is this a high rate for a financial advisor? The advisor is also a CPA. What do we have for Morty? All right. Well, first of all, uh, Ben's and my you know favorite are fee-based advisors, and sarcasm is my spiritual gift. Of course. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, let, let's talk about that in, in a few different aspects, Morty. First of all, um, before I get into the 2% itself, you, you mentioned that the current uh, advisor is advising your mutual fund portfolio. And you, you said that, and maybe I'm reading into it, but it makes me wonder if you have, you know, multiple different portfolios, and this is just your mutual fund that they're advising. Uh, you got 60,000 in there. You know, the reality is when people do percentage based, you know, of assets under management, what they call percent uh, AUM, the less you have, the higher percent they're going to charge you just just to make their time worthwhile in their minds. So, you know, if you had $2 million in there, you'd be paying, you know, 1% or less. So if one thing I would say is if you have your fund split up with multiple advisors handling different aspects of your retirement investments, you're really doing yourself a disservice because the smaller chunks you do, each one's going to pay you or charge you a, a higher percent. So, gosh, if you were charged 2% on everything you had based on how you broke it up, that, that's a, that is a, a very high percent. Now, the, the real key here is this. Why are you paying a, a percent advisor? If, if the only thing you have is 60,000, and I say only because it's just where you're at. I, I don't know how old you are. Maybe you're one of our young listeners, you know, calling in. Um, you know, you can look at other like robo-investing, different things at that value and, and save your percentages. If this is one piece of the pie of a lot larger portfolio, talk with an uh, independent advisor that does not base their fees on a percentage of assets under management and let them see the whole picture and begin to work with a diversified a portfolio for you to diversified asset allocations and then diversification within each asset allocation. So this is something I'd want to sit down with you, Morty, see how old you are, where you're at, where all your funds are at. And let's see what we could do to, uh, to make that your money work a little better for you. All right. Thank you, Morty. Okay. Final question, Bob in Seattle. I recently opened my first brokerage account, but I'm worried I'll make some rookie mistakes. What are common mistakes beginning investors make so I can make sure I avoid them? Yeah. That's a great question. Bob, congratulations. I'm glad you're seeing some excess that you can put into more retirement investments. The biggest mistakes that I see, there's two of them for people that are first-time investors and doing it themselves. The number one is the tax implications of those investments So, uh, and also time horizons of those funds. If you are looking at, let's say you're trying to save for a down payment on a house and you've got $40,000 you're putting in there, hoping to get you know that $40,000 grow into $60,000, whatever the case is. And once you take that out, you're going to be taxed on the difference between the gain and what you put in. I guess most people fundamentally understand that you're going to be taxed on the gain side of things. The issue is that if you're looking at a shorter horizon, if you're trying to invest for four months, five months, then you're going to be on the short-term capital gain side, which is significantly higher taxation than long-term capital gains. So make sure you fully understand what the taxation status is and the taxation of each individual investment. Another example being mutual funds. A mutual fund, a lot of times you're paying taxes in the years in which you own it and you reset your cost basis every year. Now that's fine, except it might be an unexpected taxation that you get at the end of the year, not knowing that you're taxed on the gains, even if you didn't sell that mutual fund. So make sure you know what the tax status is of each of those individual ones. And then the last one, is make sure you know what liquidity restrictions you're getting yourselves into. There are some investments that have uh, a certain delay before you can sell it and not have a fee. Other vehicles, you have certain time horizons that you have to hold it before you end up having a penalty. So make sure you know what you're investing in and what type of holding structure that you need to have with it matched in with the taxes. Yeah. All right. And, and I'm going to say, Bob, that, that's a great question because I have a lot of people that come in and see me as well that they've opened their brokerage accounts and they didn't look at these, you know, 
things that Ben's talking about. And so they hit some of these pitfalls. So it's, it's a great question early on. And I think now's a good time to open the phone lines. If you're listening and some of the things that we've been talking about are hitting a chord, you can tell that we're all passionate about what we do. Uh, we like to have fun on the show, but we're passionate about uh, retirement and financial planning and making sure people are taken care of throughout their life. So we always leave 10 spots in our calendar open to come sit down with Ben and myself each week. Um, if you want to sit down with us, what you're going to get is you're going to start sitting down with us and you're going to start to hear us just simply listen to your story. Where, where are you at? What uh, what have you been through already? What are your hopes and dreams for the future? And then we're going to look and think, okay, what steps do we need to take now to get you to that place that you want to be in the future, right? We're talking football this week. This is a game plan we're coming up with. And we have to call some plays and we have to make some strategy. And we realize that uh, it, it doesn't really matter what you did in the first quarter. If you messed up a little bit, everyone hears Pete Carroll say all the time, can you win in the first quarter? No. Can you win in the second quarter? No. Can you win in the third quarter? No. And then he asks, can you win in the fourth quarter? And everyone says yes. So this is the key to get you over that finish line. So if you call now, set up a time to sit down with us. Um, you're going to get a copy of Ben's book, uh, the little book of big answers on retirement uh, planning. And, uh, and we'll sit down with you and we'll go over everything with the fine tooth comb. And we'll give you a good plan and a good roadmap. So give us a call. We look forward to talking with you. All right. Great advice, Matt. Here's that number, 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Our goal at the show is to help you make the best decision. Any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, it starts with a phone call, 877-249-6900. No cost, no obligation. Get that comprehensive plan. One more time on the number before we go, 877-249-6900. The show is phoned right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics, new questions right here on Sound Path Retirement. All right, enjoy the show, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.